there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. College football has officially been shaken up, and we're ready for the home stretch. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the hashtag Maction God. I watch every game, and I'm undefeated against the spread. And... With me, as always, is AJ, Roll Tap, what, fuck you, Marchese. Uh, that was very inappropriate to record in the locker room, right, Rob? That, but that is the greatest <laughs> quote of all time. Yeah, that's amazing. Today, we're going to break down all of the 2020 NFL draft prospects who made waves in week 11 of college football. Then, we'll preview and pick the week 12 matchups. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third or don't let's go seven rounds let's go seven rounds together let's go seven rounds forever and that's a song guys let's talk about sex good sex now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Please, (laughs) please use Blue Chew. The last time I had sex... I used Blue Chew, and it benefited me, because I was harder than ever. And it could, you could benefit from the extra function and more confidence where it counts. Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew repairs and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we're, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, BlueChew. Okay, before we jump in to the huge, that's what I call it now, uh, Senior Bowl trackers, 
That's what we do. We track the seniors. And the mini bowl. and the bowl. Well, I track the seniors. AJ tracks the bowl. All right, that's how we break it up. AJ hits the bowl, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that's why AJ's always laughing. Uh, many more players have accepted their senior bowl invites since the last time we talked to you, listeners. Did I break the fourth wall? I might have. I didn't know there's people listening. Okay. James. Uh, anyway, we'll quickly, because there's a whole heap of them. And, I mean, like AJ always says, half these guys are going to drop out anyway. I'm so negative. <laughs> That's why this podcast works. Uh, okay. First, only one running back this week. LaMichael P. Ryan of Florida. Not a bad get. Classic senior bowl guy. Pretty much, yeah. I like LaMichael P. Ryan. I think he's an uh, interesting uh, mid-day three Guy who adds power, good contact balance, uh, better than his cousin. Big bust. Okay, moving on. Receivers. <laughs> um, three big receivers and an extra interesting one. Uh, Texas is Colin Johnson, South Carolina's Brian Edwards, and USC's Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, and then Devin Duvernay, also Texas. Um, all three of the big ones make sense. Devin Duvernay's du- interesting. I think Duvernay's the most interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, Duver- the other three. Duvernay, just because of the athleticism and the improvements as a route runner and like all the yak stuff, obviously, I think he's got the chance of those four to do the most for himself in Mobile. Um, quickly, we've talked a lot about how we, I think we think pol- uh, polarizing Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be, so that's going to be interesting to watch I think, there. Honestly, I think all three of the, uh, the big guys are polarizing. Colin Johnson... I mean, yeah. some people, like, I, I think Matt Miller has him as, like, a top five receiver. Maybe he's a Texas fan. Yeah, well, true. Um, but he lives in Missouri, so. That's true. Um, and then, like, Brian Edwards two years ago had big hype. I, I've seen a lot of love for him recently again, too. Yeah, he, he's quietly had a nice little year for South Carolina. Uh, and then Pitt, Pittman's got some of the best hands in the draft. I think he's a guy who some people already absolutely love. Mm-hmm. So I think having those three is going to be huge just in terms of seeing them as route runners because that's something yeah. all three of them need to work on, obviously, as bigger guys too. Um, and then with Duvernay, yeah, just his overall athleticism already, his ability as a route runner, I think is going to, like, he could put himself in the day two conversation in Mobile. Good group. Um, another, the tight ends are really interesting. They added Dayton's uh, Adam Trotman this week. He's a guy Nagy's been talking up for, feels like, months now. Um, dominates his level of competition. Uh, I'm a I, I'm a fan of his. I think he could be a top ten tight end in this class for sure. Big body guy, blocks pretty well. Um, I'm always excited him, when small school tight ends get there. Yeah, seeing him against this level of competition will be huge. Okay, then a whole heap of offensive linemen. Um, <laughs> quick. Okay, Auburn's Prince Tigo Winoga, Houston's Josh Jones, West Virginia's Colton McKivitz, UConn's Matt Pert, Kansas's Hakeem Adeniji. Clemson's Tremaine Ankrum, Michigan's Ben Bredesen, Kentucky's Logan Stenberg, and again, Clemson's John Simpson. Um, saying that many names in a row, really, like, I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> your, your boy Prince is the most exciting for you, Rob? Oh, yeah. He, he's the one of this group who's got a chance to be a first-round pick. Um, are arguably the best senior uh, offensive tackle in the country. Um, I, I think... Just the overall, his size and athleticism is going to stand out. But Josh Jones is yeah, the guy who I think's got the chance to do the most for himself. 
Agreed. Absolutely. To the point where, like, I, I think he's in the 80s on my big board right now. And he's just going to, like, he could win the weigh-ins potentially just for how he's built. Yeah. Uh, like, 6'7", 310, um, really athletic, super long arms, apparently over 35. So I could I could see him and Winoga just getting all of the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I know McKivitz is a guy Tony Pauline has mentioned really, really high in the NFL's eyes. So maybe yeah. we'll find out how true that is. Uh, Matt Pert's a really interesting sleeper. A guy we both liked in the summer. Mm-hmm. And the heat's kind of turned up. Like, people are starting to really um, talk him up. Uh, and then... Uh, I'm I'm pretty interested in seeing a Deniji from Kansas kick inside. I think he's a guard. Uh, and then I love Logan Stenberg. I think he's one of the nastiest guys of the class. And your boy Bredesen's pretty good too. Some some people are quite high solid. on him. I think he's solid, yeah. Yeah, it's just... <clears throat> it's Nobody's going to be as fun as last year with um, Dalton Reisner. Lindstrom and, and Lindstrom playing beside each other, just like smack talking everybody and dominating. But mm-hmm. pretty solid offensive line group already coming together. Good combination of small school guys, yeah. high upside guys, and then like big names with Tiga Winoga and Josh Jones. You know, it always feels like there's like some a lot of years. There's not that many big name guys, but then there's always the few guys you fall in love with there in Mobile, you know what I mean? For and the offensive line group. It's going to be really interesting to see who the, if they can pull some of these. Like if Tyler uh, uh, Biedis, mm-hmm. his name? I still can't. I can't. I'm not going to try. Uh, and Jake Hansen for Morgan. If yep. those guys go too, like the offensive line group really starts coming together. Speaking of line, the interior defensive line group is already ridiculous. Great transition. The, thank you. I, I wrote that one down. Um <laughs> They just added four more. Uh, Jason Stalbridge from North Carolina. Uh, Marlon Davidson from Auburn. Mm-hmm. And then the two big names. Derek Brown from Auburn and Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. Uh, those last are just going to be so much fun to watch there. Quickly before we talk a little bit about them. Davidson and Stalbridge, both athletic guys who are kind of tweeners. Yeah. Who are both like 6'3", 6'4", 280s. Yeah, uh, this is a good place for them to like show what position they're going to be at the next level. But with Brown and Brown and Gallimore are both. I mean, Brown feels like a lock to be a first round pick. Yes, potential top ten guy. And then Gall- Gallimore's really played himself into that first round conversation. Both freaky athletes, mm-hmm. both great size. Um, the the interior defensive line group's insane. Uh, already, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an amazing group. Uh, I think. I mean. O line, D line, one on ones are always the best. I think best part of uh, the season. It is. Goal. It is the best part. And getting just dominant forces that gets me <clears> very excited. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, and then uh, they added a handful of interesting edges too. Uh, Tennessee's Darrell Taylor, Florida's Jabari Zaniga and Jonathan Grenard, and um, oh, uh, Miami's Trevon Hill, Michigan's yep. Josh Uche, South Carolina's DJ Wanham. I think like all of those are really interesting gets. They all make total sense. Yeah. Uh, Darrell Taylor is one of my favorite players in the whole draft. Um, Nagy even said he, he could win the weigh-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge motor, really athletic guy who isn't talked about as much because Tennessee sucks. And then Zaniga and Grenard, I think if they didn't battle injuries all year, they could have been the best edge duo in college football. Yeah, when they were on the field together, they were pretty great. Yeah, so. like 
Zaniga's got that inside-out ability, and Grenard's just yeah. one of those guys who's... I don't think he's going to be some great sack artist at the next level, but like a high-end starter who he's going to end up going like the fourth round and having a Darius Smith type of career. It's big. Yeah, well, I mean, Zedarius Smith, fifth round. Bud Dupree, mm-hmm. first round. Both hits. Retweet. Uh, and then Hill and Uche are both high athleticism guys. Yeah. And then Wanham's kind of a tweener um, who I, I could see working some off-ball too because South Carolina kind of uses him all over. Uh, linebackers, Texas Tech's Jordan Brooks, Utah's Francis Bernard. Uh, Brooks, a guy some people have been really banging the table for, like yes. day two talk. Tons of athleticism. Um, Going to be interesting to see how that stacks up, covering tight ends and running backs in Mobile. And then Bernard's just a, more of a throwback linebacker. Um, Makes a ton of tackles, ton, yeah. Yeah, really physical instincts, but yeah. coverage is going to be everything for his draft stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then defensive backs, uh, Jeff Gladney from TCU, maybe the best senior corner in the country. I think yep. so. Um, really high upside uh, because of his athleticism. That's a guy who I could see sneaky. Late first? Yeah. I feel the same. I mean, uh, hopefully, like, I'm not jinxing him like LJ Collier, but. <laughs> I, was, I like, get the That's the only reason I brought up <laughs> Jeff Gladney. Uh, and then. Um, Mississippi State, Nickel, Brian Cole, uh, and then a bunch of safeties. Texas is Brandon Jones, Utah's Julian Blackman, Notre Dame's Jalen Elliott, and Michigan's Josh Metellus. Especially uh, Brandon Jones, I think, he's going to be a day two guy, but long-time yeah. NFL starter. I love Brandon Jones, one of the best tacklers in the entire draft. Cream of the, the group there, for sure. Yeah, the, the safety senior safety group's interest. Like, him, Ashton Davis are already both there. Yeah, that's fine. I'm hoping... You, uh, they also had Utah's um, one of their other DB, Terrell Burgess. Watched mm-hmm. him this the, a couple days ago. Already one of my favorite players in the entire draft. He plays like a Buddha Baker type role for Utah, so I really hope he, he ends up there. That's interesting, Rob. And like Thank you said, you. Josh Metellus is going to be the greatest special teamer in the history of football. <laughs> he's, he's, he's been doing pretty good. He When I watched him, I was like, I wish I like like I love this man. He's going. a good football player. I don't. I don't think he'll get drafted, but I love him. And well, get, he's getting to the Senior Bowl is big for him. I yeah. Guess. No. Definitely. I, I. I legitimately think he's going to be a long time NFL special teamer. I agree. Okay. Instead <laughs> of projecting special teams careers, uh, superlative talk. But first, ESPN Game Day celebrity picker this past week. You nailed it. You won. I did it. You. You got the. I. When I told. I told my brother how. How uh, you guessed it would be Justin Thomas, and it was Justin Thomas. My brother was so impressed. That's all I try to do is impress your brother, Rob. You know that. And you constantly, constantly do. Um, yeah, congrats. I, I guess I uh, I owe you a mini keg. That was, I believe, what we agreed on. <laughs> yeah, that's, season. that's what we said, yeah. A mini keg of, not Heineken, I can't afford that, cool beer. That's the other one they sell at the, uh, the Ontario... Liquor the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Yeah, yeah that's I, I was going to say LCBO, and then I figured American listeners would have no idea what that means. No. Uh, anyway, I give him a 6.5 out of 10. I didn't like the choice. <laughs> I mean, he was just not that exciting. I, I think a 6.5 is a good grade, Rob. I'll agree. Um, I, I, I almost bumped it to that just because I was so happy you got it right. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, hey, he, was not, he, he was just fine. The best part about the, this past Saturday was that. Oh, yeah, agreed. There's nothing else going on, though, really, so... 
Uh, week 12 ESPN game day is going to go to Waco, Texas for Oklahoma and Baylor. Um, any any predictions this week for you? Yeah, RG3. They're not on by. If they were, I don't think they're on by. They're, no, they're, they're not on by. If, I mean, you could still go. Who cares? Harbaugh, let him go. I mean, Harbaugh, let him go, man. Come on. Sign cap and let RG3 go. Um, um, who else is there? Angela, to... Angela from The Office. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> like Jeff, Jeff Dunham? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Dunham feels like a lock. Um, Brittany Griner feels like a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Who's JoJo Fletcher? She's one of the highest listed on the alumni list. <laughs> I don't know, Rob. Uh, Keep going. Real estate developer and TV <laughs> personality. She's from The Bachelor. Pretty good. Alright. Um, um, are you going to predict anyone? I don't, I'm, I'm trying. There's I forgot to on this list. Uh, keep going. Terrence Williams. Sorry, who? Terrence Williams. Yeah, I like that, I like that one. Uh, With Corey Coleman. Get all the bus receivers. Where's KD Cannon? Get them all together. Okay, that would actually be really fun. Can Josh cool. Gordon go too? Yeah, he's on by. Perfect. Oh, there, Josh Gordon. That's what I'm saying. I like that. Mike Singletary would be a sneaky one. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it's not going to be any of these people. No, it's going to be... Okay, this this has got to be the week for random country music star, right? I'm quickly... Buy me some more time. Guess the talk. I'm also trying to find time this whole time. Okay, I've got, I've got my list of famous people from Waco now. Okay, let's hear it. Steve Martin. Really? I, that I feels not true. I don't know. Uh, Gen- no, no, I think he is. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ashley Simpson. <laughs> oh, these, these people look old. They're definitely dead. No. Mm. Um, that's about it that's okay yeah uh, Phil Phil Driscoll is a Grammy winning singer and trumpet player okay my final my final guess is Brittany Griner I, you know what I think that's I think I'm that's gonna what say they Angela, should that's what Brittany Griner sh- is what they should do it won't be what they do I'm gonna say Angela Kinsey big football fan is my prediction okay good to know that was a mess why does anyone anyway Superlatives. It's, it's the best thing we do. Is it? Where we're just trying to buy each other time while we Google stuff? <laughs> I, I did research last week and it worked. This week, not so much. I forgot. Sorry, I've got one eye on this Oregon-Memphis basketball game. Halftime show involving dogs. One eye focused on this podcast. Okay, quick plug. NFL should start uh, streaming the halftime shows, by the way. I love it. When you get a good... Like, you're watching the game and maybe not the most legal way and you get the halftime show it's usually hey, basketball but it's the best it's awesome yeah okay best freshman you saw this week uh i'm gonna go with gonna go back to your boy rob keaton slofis yeah I, he, you know he was originally your boy became my boy and now he's your boy again yeah, that's exactly. okay my boy keaton slofis tore up the sun devils defense this week in uh in Tucson, no Tempe, fuck. Uh, it was twenty nine or thirty nine, four thirty two, four touchdowns and a pick. I'm still looking at Baylor alumni. Oh, Jeff Ireland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, slow, 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 really good. It felt like not too many freshmen this week, but a shit ton of sophomores. We'll be, we'll get there in a sec. Uh, I I put two re- different receivers down. 
Okay. Um, first, Ohio State's Garrett Wilson. They destroyed Maryland. But he's been playing a little bit uh, a, like in most games this year. This was his kind of biggest moment because Maryland sucks. 82 yards and a score. Uh, him and Chris Olave are going to be really interesting next year. Can I say it's pretty impressive how like Ohio State always has these low-key young receivers that they bring along nice and slow, and then by the time they're seniors, they're top 100 picks. Yes. It, it, they, they've just done a – Brian Hartline specifically has done a wonderful <laughs> yeah. job developing receivers since uh, coming to Ohio State. Um, For real. Absolutely. He, he's a guy who's like quietly his name pops up in lower level head coaching spot. Someone should. Like, I love Brian Hart. He's one of my favorite Buckeyes ever. I, I would not be surprised um, if he, uh, at least becomes an OC soon. Like like a Mac job seems like a, a given for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, or taking over for Luke Fickle when Fickle becomes Michigan State head coach. That I predicted. He so, did. Uh, also, I put down Georgia receiver George Pickens. We've talked about him before, too. Yeah. Two scores, 67 yards against Missouri. He looks a lot like this seems insane. Just the way he looks and moves, it reminds me of A.J. Green at Georgia. Uh, look, there was people saying he's going to be the best Georgia receiver of all time before he stepped on the field this season. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, the, just the amount of receivers we're seeing... Like, already knowing how good this junior class is, or this, yeah. sorry, this upcoming class is, yeah. uh, how good next year's class is, um, just because I'm about to mention three of them when we talk best sophomore. Yeah. And, lot, like, this past class, too, like, Hollywood Brown, Terry McLaurin, all those guys, and their instant impact in the NFL. It's been insane. It's been a wide receiver renaissance, Rob. Uh, speaking of next year, uh, best sophomore you saw. Uh, I, I can't break the rules. i got to go with a wide receiver. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase from LSU, who was just an absolute stud in the Alabama game. How many how many, how many guys from the Alabama game are we going to have today, Rob? It, most of my picks involve LSU or Alabama. I, I mean, as they should. I always or, try or, to or, shut or, 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 or the Washington-Oregon State game. Yeah, honestly, or Penn State-Minnesota. So. Yeah, you only had to watch three shows to do this podcast. Or three games to do this podcast. <laughs> they were shows, though. Game, uh, games are a show. Games are show. They're all they're all stage. Um, yeah, I'm assuming you have Jamar Chase as well on your list. Yeah, he's one of one of my three sophomore receivers I threw down. He yeah, he looks like a future first round type of guy. Um, I I think potential top receiver next year though plays Ooh. for the Golden Gophers. Rashad Bateman. Yes. Two hundred three yards of score against Penn State. He is just a complete mismatch. Yes. Um, I mean, fuck, Tyler Johnson was great in that game. I don't know if you have him down for anything. I don't, so I just want to... Uh, I, I do, don't worry. Okay, you, okay. You know, okay. You know how, how much I love him. You do. Uh, yeah, Bateman looks looks really good, too. And it, impressive that uh, PJ keeps getting these receivers. Um, and Jalen Waddell. I know it wasn't as a receiver, but that 77-yard punt return <laughs> touchdown where he clearly got yeah. face-masked. What are you talking about? Didn't see no face mask. It was exhilarating. Um, he he is just anytime he touches the ball, he could, I mean, that's with any of the Alabama receivers. But it's it's honestly insane. I I can't believe they're. I mean, it's not Ohio. You mentioned the Ohio State receiver development, but Alabama as well. And I mean yeah, LSU now too. Yeah, out, out of well, almost out of nowhere. I mean, obviously they've had some great ones in the past, but it's been a while. 
Bama feels like they're just getting these high-end monsters, though. You know, like, uh, not, you know, speed or whatever. Like, big recruits. And uh, Ohio State feels a little more low-key. I don't know why. Yeah, well, like, um, Olave came out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, McLaurin, too. Yeah, I mean, Booger told us he's only drafted play special teams. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> I got two more guys from the Penn State-Minnesota game. One from each team. For a sophomore? Yeah. Okay, hit me. Um... So this is a guy that I've been kind of up and down on this year because there's a, a way too much hype around him. But he had a good game. Uh, Penn State tight end Pat Fryermuth. Sometimes they call him Baby Gronk, and it, it bugs me. But uh, had a good game. Six, seven catches, 101 yards. Nothing spectacular, but for a sophomore who's 6'5", 256. Uh, really interesting tight end prospect to keep your eye on. Uh, do you have anyone else? Uh, speaking of tight ends, I threw Kyle Pitts from Florida again. Yeah. Big touchdown against Vandy. I just think he's a very interesting offensive weapon who just moves all over the place. Is really the key to Florida's offense. Okay, moving on to Week Day Warrior. Uh, some slim pickings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some action, but there was also a riveting Washington-Oregon State Friday night game. <laughs> Terrible game. Um, who you got for Week Day Warrior? Uh, number one, I got Joe Tryon, the edge from Washington. So I think he was the best player in that game, and he definitely kind of was. Him. And I also had him six five two sixty. So that frame is already super super interesting. Uh, monster statistically, seven tackles, five TFLs, two sacks. Uh, looking like a potential legit prospect, like first year guy next year. I, like, does he come out? Probably not. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time redshirt sophomores don't uh, declare yeah. because it's super sketchy. Uh, especially not just not a lot of tape on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely seems like a guy who's gonna have a lot of hype entering twenty twenty one though. Yeah, and then I threw down also from this game Hunter Bryan, uh, Hunter Bryant, just because although he had some, I think two drops, uh, he was the only exciting offensive player in this game. <laughs> I mean, Ackman was okay. It was like all in the second half and. He had a long touchdown run. Yeah. Hunter Bryant's a legit NFL weapon, though. He is. Um, and it just looked like a complete mismatch for Oregon State. And, uh, yeah, they couldn't stop him. And had mm-hmm. he pulled in two passes, I think we'd be talking about him a little bit more. Uh, just because I love Maxion, I also put down Levante Bellamy, the Western Michigan running back. He's good. Three yeah. TDs, 157 yards against Ball State. Really interesting day three guy who I think super athletic. Uh, can maybe fill a satellite role in the next level. Uh, can we talk about one more guy? Yeah. It's a guy who I've seen some love from. I don't think he was, like, he looks interesting. I think you've watched him around. Uh, Hamika Rashid. He was, uh, Rashid, he was flashing ahead, yeah. a lot early in the game. Kind he of was. fizzled. Yes. But the game also just really sucked. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's one of the more interesting guys on Oregon State for sure. I think after Isaiah Hodgins, he's the guy I'd be looking at. Agreed. Retro Jr., uh, slim frame, though. 6'4", 236. Looks a little lighter than that. But, yeah, definitely flashed early. Had to TFL on, like, the first drive, I believe. Um, but, yeah, a guy just to keep that on. Yeah, for sure. I've seen some people like him a lot, so. All right. Talking real NFL draft prospects. Talking Saturday college football. Talking one of the best slate of games I think we've had all year, if not the yeah. best. Um. Kind of, it, it absolutely delivered in every time slot. That's kind of my takeaway. Uh, and who's the best prospect you saw? 
I mean, there's a correct answer this week, isn't there? Yeah. Joe Burrow. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Clyde was great, Rob. Yeah, I'm going to talk about him a bit. But yeah, Joe, gonna... Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow firmly put himself... He spent all year putting himself from day three quarterback yep. to first round quarterback to number two quarterback in the entire draft. And now we're at the point where there's going to be a conversation with, is he the QB one in the class over Tua? And I think a real conversation is going to be had. And I think there's a chance he goes number one. Yeah, for sure. He, he's just so efficient. Uh, and, uh, he, he showed off the mobility a little more against Alabama. Yeah, 64 yards on the ground. And, like, good-looking yards, too. You know what I mean? Getting a lot of Tony Romo comps now. <laughs> Saw that, yeah. Um, How do you feel about that? I don't hate it. I. It doesn't feel right for me, but, he, I mean, I don't hate He's it. a hard one to come up with a comp for mm-hmm. uh, as a professional comp coming up with her. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I, I get it. But I don't think he plays out of structure the same way Romo did, mm-hmm. um, which is part of, like, remember Sam Darnold at USC when he'd get out of structure? Yes, and, yes. And just make these magical plays. And I think that's a lot of the reason he drew Tony Romo comparisons. Uh, I, so, uh, yeah, for, for Bro, it, just, it feels more like he's out of the pocket, he's rolling, and he's going to keep or just... Like, I'm not saying he can't make plays at... Uh, out of structure, of course. I'm just saying he doesn't do it free, like, like as frequently as a guy like Darnold did to get those Romo comps. I agree with you. Um, the there he he's definitely a hard one to come up with one, but yeah, he's secured himself a top five pick, if not maybe the number one pick. Um, best performance against his Bama defense ever, or since Cam. Uh, like against the Saban Bama defense. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. As a quarterback, obviously. Yeah, this this and Cam come. I don't. I don't know if I could. That's it. That's it. Johnny Menzel, but I mean, it's not the same. Uh, whoa, 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 Bo Wallace. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but for real though, amazing. Uh, now I'm really interested to see. Like, is he going to be at the Senior Bowl? You think he, he outplayed the Senior Bowl? What What does he do by gain? Like, what does he gain by going to the Senior Bowl? I mean, if NFL GMs were smart, they'd throw out there, like, oh, one-year production, really. I know he played two, but <laughs> they start doing that, and they tried to nag him. Oh, why'd he transfer out? He couldn't beat that Haskins kid. Exactly. Where's they that Haskins kid now? <laughs> He's he barely starting for Washington, and uh, they aren't winning games. See, there you go. That's I, how you get it. I really hope Burrow's there, but, um, wow, they're really pushing Disney Plus uh, at ESPN. Sorry. Um... <laughs> How many Shefty Disney Plus tweets did we get today? Too many. The commentators in this basketball game just showed us what the app looks like on the phone. What'd you think of the Mandalorian, Rob? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Joe Burrow's nickname should be the Mandalorian because he's always because he's always hunting defense, hunting that bounty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow. I I cannot. This was his third Heisman moment of the season. It feels like. This is it, right? This one, it's the real one, right? Yeah, this has to be the real one. Now, if they go and lose to Ole Miss, that then maybe a different story. But um, now, see, seeing them play Georgia in the SEC championship and then how he does in the playoff stretch, I'm very excited. Me too. Um, did you disservice Mr. Burrow by putting anyone else in this category this week? I, put, I, I, I always feel weird putting just one name. 
So I agree. I I, I have someone else too, oh, okay. but I feel I, wrote, I feel mean. I wrote C D Lamb's name down. I also wrote C D Lamb's name down. Okay. Other than the fumble, like he just did, did what he always does and is dominating. And I think just a clear like the DeAndre Hopkins comparison, I've loved yes. that comparison since I fell it, in love with him over the summer. It's everyone saying it now. Yeah, and now now it's real. Yeah. Um yeah. Like the another massive yak play touchdown. Yeah, it's just anytime he touches the ball, he can he can house it, and his ability to win contested catches with elite body control, and despite not being massive, it's just so damn impressive. You remember like five weeks ago when people were out on CD Lamb? Yeah, those people were weird. Those I don't people know. were weird. Agreed. Um, I think the receiver battle is a little closer than the world lets on. Um, yeah, between, that's fair. Between the. Him, Judy, even Henry Ruggs. Lamb, Lamb's still the. T- I mean, Lamb's been my two the whole time. Mine too. I've I've had it. Ju- Judy and Lamb have been my one and two the entire time. Yeah. Uh, after that, it's changed a lot. But Ruggs is three. Um, just quickly circling back to Burrow. Uh, do you have it, like to this point? I know we haven't sat down, grinded all the 2019 tape quite yet or anything, yeah. and, and we're still months away. Is anything right now overly concerned? Like, are you worried about one year of production? Does that worry you? Or are, are we attributing that to that was just a stale offense they brought in Joe Brady, yeah. put Joe Burrow in the best position to succeed, which is the like it, it's not like he's in an easy offense. He's in a better offense for developing him for the NFL. And with, you know, with, I think, a, with a play caller that came from the NFL, who came from Sean Payton, Joe Brady's going to be a head coach yeah. one day. Yeah, very soon probably. Um, He's only you know, be, Sorry? He's only 30. Yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy. Um, Like you said, it was a stale offense last year. If it was like everyone else looking good last year, and like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looking like him, and Justin Jefferson looking like him, so last year, and Burrow – not looking great, then that's a different conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I also think it, Joe Burrow's later tape in the year last year was much better than his early tape at LSU. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's not like he... Yeah, it's not like he was a bad court. Even last year, people were saying Joe Burrow's the most competent QB LSU's had since Matt Flynn. Mm-hmm. Who obviously, I mean, that sounds insane to say now, but like Matt Flynn was super confident in LSU and won them a national championship. He did. Um, it, it's it's just so strange. We haven't really seen a guy make this much of a leap from one year to the next. Uh, I think there, there was a Ringer article. There was, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think Robert Mays wrote it. Yeah, saying how we've never seen anyone in the modern era, at least, ascend like Joe Burrow's it's, had. It's very, very interesting. It is. It's really cool. I've loved it. Uh, really, really good storyline for this college football season. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's enough bro talk. Uh, shooting up the board for you. I uh, Do we start with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, baby? I put down both running backs from this game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Najee Harris. I'm not a Najee Harris guy, but... but he had a good game. I he thought, had a good I game. I thought he was... This was one of the best games I've seen him play. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, um, do we? You want to start not go for sure. it? Sure. I mean that that touchdown catch. I didn't think it was capable of. Me neither. No, that that was really impressive. I mean, because he, he was uh, what, like what, top ten recruit in the country. There's always going to be NFL interest with a guy like that. At you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a guy who I think should return and just be the bell cow next year for Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because next year, 
like with Tua gone, they might lean more on the ground game because a lot. He always seems like the afterthought in the offense. Yeah. Uh, even though he Alabama generally has a rotating backfield, and honestly, very less so this year. It's been a lot of Najee Harris, but they just don't run the ball that much. It's true. I, I would did would, did you ever believe you'd say that? No, Rob. No. Um, Me neither. So I, I think Najee Harris returning to Alabama, he's got a really good chance to help himself. I'm not a big Najee Harris guy. Like he's a day three guy for me, but um, agreed. Definitely his most interesting game, I think, as an Alabama running back. Yeah, I, like you said, the catch was the most interesting thing about it. Uh, and then you mentioned Clyde Edwards-Helaire, a guy I've come to Devonta Freeman before, and I felt even more strongly about that after this game. Yeah, it's, it's looking pretty good, uh, especially the the receiving ability. Yeah, they they Burrow Burrow really trusts him, which is nice. Mm-hmm. He had a huge like. Uh, 180 total yards, four total touchdowns. Yeah, just the contact bounce, and he runs with such low pad level, and he's just always driving his legs. Even at the end of the game, to kind of like close it out on that last mm-hmm. run, he was just carrying the pile. Um, he was wide open on the on the touchdown, but it was a nice route. Mm-hmm. He's like because of the lack of value running backs bring to the table, and the amount of talent running back in this class. If he if he declares, um. I think he's a day three guy, but like much to the same story of Devonta Freeman with the Falcons. If he goes to the right spot, like I can see him being a productive running back pretty early on in his NFL career. Yeah, like like one of the premier day three guys. You know, like there's always a couple of those. This is why I would right? not like. I'm I'm even more out on drafting running. Like obviously, I'm out on drafting running backs in the first round. But like getting closer to just being completely out on drafting running backs on day two. Yeah. I mean... You can find guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on day three. I mean, watch. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be in the third round now. Probably. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, especially because there's been so much depth at the running back position in the last few classes, too. Yeah, totally. Just because they grow on trees. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I I very much stand Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I would totally take him on day three. Uh, I think he's got NFL starting tools. Um, and f- quickly for me, it just I, a guy I didn't see too much from last year, and what a turnaround in my uh, in my. Not eyes. for me. I was always right, like normal. <laughs> it's true. Uh, one more guy from this game for me that's shooting up the board is a guy who every time Alabama is playing a big game, he shoots up the board a little bit more. Uh, wide receiver Devonta Smith. Yes. Normally considered the the forgotten man in their trio, but no more. He's this is his third two hundred yard game of the season. Like he he's got the ability to burn. Um, he's they also say he's got the best hands of the three. Like he's gone from being a interesting day three guy to yeah. like I don't see him getting out of day two, and potentially by the end of it, like would you be shocked if he ended up being a first round pick? Ooh, oh fuck! I know. No. Like he he I, I'm like especially in this class, it's hard to say that. I th- but you the know second what? round feels so locky at this point. I, I was about to say, I think he's going to go in the second round right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, like, one of the receivers that have done more than for themselves than anyone else this year. Yeah, he's been awesome. Um, also, I was going to throw Justin Jefferson's name in here, too. Yeah, he's a, yeah, just another receiver who's, like, kind of at first quietly getting, like, moving up the board. And at this point, it's just, like, day two seems... Very happening. 
the one um the one Juki made or cut to uh, to break the ankles there that was really impressive. One of my favorite things about him is he just seems to be able to read coverages and find the, those open holes in zone all the time. Mm, I yeah. this but this receiver like that's why we talked about it. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. We need the the guys to start declaring so we can start yeah. like really honing in on the guys in this class just because there's so many freaking receivers. Hey, it's it's soon. It's not too not too far away, Rob. I know. It's just, oh. it's like every every week I'm saying like seven receivers are. This guy's a second round lock now. I know, but I can't say that about thirteen receivers. Right. <laughs> or can you? I don't know. I probably will. You did last year. Yeah, I totally did. <laughs> hey, I, I was right. Yeah, sure. Um, do you have anybody else? Yeah, uh, let's let's throw Antoine Winfield Jr.'s name in here. Rob. Yeah, I got two boys from Minnesota, and he's definitely one of them. He looked awesome against Penn State. Uh, son of one of my favorite players in NFL history. Um, Who? Antoine Winfield Sr. Whoa. Uh, two huge picks. Yes. Seven on the year now. I think leads the country or tied for first yep. in the country or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, the second pick, was playing single high and just did a wonderful job reading Sean Clifford's eyes and then closing, yep. showing off that range to close and make a play on the ball. Um, he is a very interesting, versatile DB. They have him play like everything from like nickel to single high to two deep to like he'll play in the box as a run defender because he's physical like his dad. With- Without, like like you said, without getting into, like, we haven't sat down and done a bunch of tape on him yet, but there isn't too much tape on him. But anyways, uh, I think that's how you'd play him at the next level, too. Just all over the place. Yeah. Uh, 11 tackles, like you mentioned. It's like playing in the box and making tackles. Obviously, his dad was a great um, run defender and tackler, too, right? Uh, I, you, you brought this up to me, which I didn't know, is he's already gotten himself a six-year of eligibility granted, so... Yeah, he's technically he is a redshirt sophomore right now, mm-hmm. but it's his fourth year at the school. It's it's a very interesting um, eligibility. Yes, like so he should be a redshirt junior, but he's a redshirt sophomore. But he feels like a guy that could very much come out. I was gonna say I don't think he will because oh really? Yeah, okay. because it's so early that he already has that. Yeah, like what well, he he petitioned for it early, got it. Um, I, I think I'd just be surprised. I'd, you know, I, I think he's going to, I don't know. It's so stupid to guess, but I mean, I, like if you lead the nation interceptions and you have the name power and you have a team that's undefeated um, and you look good doing so, it feels like it's going to be hard for him to uh, deny the NFL, in my opinion. Fair. Uh, yeah. I got another guy from that game. One of my favorite receivers in the entire draft. Another guy who I will claim is going in the first round. Uh, Tyler Johnson. Just well, that that touchdown was amazing. Yeah, his his ability to win contested catches, yeah, um, is awesome. He is, he, we I love Devontae Adams. He just reminds me of Devontae Adams. And he, he just feels like the safest receiver. Yeah, like, super I mean, high floor. If he, I yeah. hope he's at the Senior Bowl. And if he is, I think he'll be unstoppable. He's gonna look really fucking good in Mobile. Like he is a great route runner. I think arguably the best combination of release and route running in the class um and just yeah i I can't wait to watch him agreed uh anyone else for you nope that's everyone sliding down the board uh i don't want to go back to jacob eason yeah top of my list yeah i'm I'm gonna go back to jacob eason uh there's 
There's going to be a lot of conversations had about Jacob Eason, Rob. Um, I think he should go back to, to school, and I think we both agree on that. Yeah. He was awful against Oregon State. Two picks, completed just 50% of his 50%. throws. Just looked lost, and it's not like Oregon State. Like, Oregon State's better than they've been, but yeah. they're, like, not. They're still Oregon State. Yeah, it's not like they're loaded with defensive, pl- like, prospects. Uh, and he, yeah, he just looked completely lost. The decision-making, the the accuracy, and when he gets under pressure, he just panicky. Um, I think he is so, so far from a finished product. He should go back to school, use that yes. senior year at Washington, an, another year with Chris Peterson in this offense, and then the senior bowl and all that. We know he's got the physical tools, but he needs to put it all together. Um I think we both said last week if we think he comes out, he's still going to go in the first round, though. So, yes, because of need. Like to me, I, I have three QBs with first round grades. Yeah. Tua, Burrow, and Herbert. Yeah. Uh, and then a a drop to that next tier, um, of uh, Eason Love. Yeah, Eason Love and Hurts. Hurts from. Yeah. Um, I I think Love and Eason should return to school. I, th- I think Fromm will return to school. Yeah. Uh, which would leave us with a very interesting, I wonder where Jalen Hurts lands. Yeah. And, like, Justin Herbert seems like he's going to be a really interesting one, too. Yeah. I Heck, if if we get Burrow and Herbert at the Senior Bowl, how fun would that be? With Hurts, I assume, we'll be there. I th- agreed. That would be so much fun. Uh. Uh, okay. Who else do you have sliding on the board? Um, I threw... A guy, I don't think like he's gonna slide because of this, but I just want to. Trevon Diggs really struggled against. Okay, no, no, no. I, I totally put him down too. Uh, I don't think it's really gonna hurt him, but like, no, I, I think it, it, the, the the LSU game really pointed out the flaws in, in his game, though. Mm-hmm. Where it's okay, he looks just the like part? yeah, completely yeah. freaky athlete, crazy length. You can tell how big he is as a corner, and, and I think. I think because of that, he's still going to probably be a first round. Yeah, so. and I'm not saying he shouldn't be by any means. Yeah. I, I, I know, I know. Um, the game really exposed the issues with his technique, though. Mm-hmm. And you saw that when he was asked to play zone on a guy like Jamar Chase. Yeah, he struggled with Chase all day. Yes. And I think for for Diggs, um, like clearly needs to clean up his footwork, his press technique. And you know, again, because he's got the athleticism, if he can marry that with the technique, he's got so much upside. Uh, and he, he's a guy who's senior bowl eligible, so I'd love to see him there matching up with the Tyler Johnsons of the world. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and just kind of proving he's cleaned up that technique. Um, yeah. Anyone else on your list here? Just in a, in a similar thought, mm-hmm. DB from this game, LSU safety Grant Delpit. He, he just didn't didn't have that big time game that you hoped. Missed tackles, yeah. which has been a problem all year. He didn't really because last year all of that hype. Uh, he didn't really. He's not having that season. We all thought we're like maybe he's the defensive guy who's contending for the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, I'm not saying he's bad. Like he's a first round pick, um, but I have a hard. And we I've, I think we've mentioned this before on the show. Hard time. It's hard to justify a safety going top ten. Yeah, and and he's kind of played himself out of maybe being top ten on most big boards. Yeah, um, I, definitely. Like this is the game that you wanted him 
to go out and show up, right? Like, I still love Grant Delpit, but the yeah. missed tackles are a legitimate issue. Um, and just, there, there's been a handful of games this year where he's kind of disappeared. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I threw him down. Also, stick with the game, Raekwon Davis. I'm telling you. Playing himself completely out of the first round, I think, the last two yeah. years. And I think part of the first round hype was just... Hype. Hype. Yeah, I Size, agree. Size, hype, Alabama defensive lineman. Like, day two... Uh, Someone's going to take a chance on day two. Well, I, like, I, 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 I think he's good enough to be a day two pick. I just don't think there's a ton of upside with him. I think he's going to be a, a fine NFL starter. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, it's still again, really just, early, but... It is so, it is so But that's my thought right now. Can I... I mean, I, I think we've done this a couple times, but you took Gross Matos just keeps not <laughs> that, impressing. That's my last name on the on my list. Okay. I actually didn't write him down, but I, I think it popped in my head and I wanted to talk about him. Um, Yeah, just, just not popping like he should. I know that's a weird <laughs> phrase to use it, but, like, people are still mocking him in the first round. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and even... Just you mentioned him. In a game where LSU's defense struggled with Alabama, and rightfully so, Clavon Chason had a great game, and he's yeah. a guy who's really playing himself up the board. And if I'm taking a chance on – I know there are different types of edge players, but if I'm going to take a chance on – I thought – like, why – like, Clavon Chason's so much more interesting. And a guy who shows he can cover and play all over in a real chess piece. I just wanted to uh, give him props. I didn't list him anywhere, so I wanted to mention I, him quickly. I did. I didn't put up shooting up the board, or else I would have because I have him later on. Okay. But well, you save it, save it. But yeah, it's a Grossman. So like, he is just so far from a finished product. He is all potential and such a boomer bust prospect. And I, I'm yeah. not betting on that in the first round. Yeah, for real. I, I fully agree. And Chason, I would bet on the first round. I oh, think totally. we talked about that when we did our mock draft. Totally. I want the Bills to take him, him to play the Lorenzo Alexander role. It'd be fun. Uh, okay, out of nowhere, prospect. I cheated. This is a guy that that's getting love, but I was not in on him. So it's it's more like a I'm stupid thing, okay? Hmm. Uh, Hampson Dean, the Florida State safety. You weren't in on him. I you know what? I just never sat down and got it got around on him. But I mean, I don't know why I wasn't six four two fifteen ish. Um, twenty two total tackles this week, Rob. I don't know if you saw that. He, he's he's a I love his tape's so fun. He just he'll shoot out of nowhere and be just banging people. And, like, Florida yeah, still... State sucks, so they're just getting gashed for, like, an eight-yard <laughs> run, but he comes out of nowhere and kills the running back. Yeah, I, I know that he's had hype for a long time, and people are, like, like him as a first-round guy. It's just not a – it's a guy that really for, impressed first me. First-round's rich for me, but, yeah, day, day two. I, I, sure. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. But like... I think the really interesting question with him is, are you going to – like, how are you going to use him at the next level? I know some people yeah. – like, some, if you miss on Isaiah Simmons in the first round, people are saying, like, this is the guy you take on day two. Um, it's interesting with that linebacker safety hybrid type. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested to see who takes him and how they play him at the next level. By the way, quickly, can I say it bugged me that I saw someone mock Isaiah Simmons as a safety this week? It bugs me every time. Yeah, I I just haven't seen it in a long time, and I was like, oh no. Um, you know what it was? It was to the box. So like they're legit trying to play myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, so okay. you know what? That there it's justified. <laughs> that's that's I guess yeah. Uh, what do you got? Devon Hamilton from Ohio State, an interior defensive yeah. lineman. He, some people have mentioned him as a, a late senior riser. I think he'll yeah. end up at the senior bowl potentially. Um, just, yeah, really, really strong game against Maryland as a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, just like 6'4", 310, got some interesting quickness and athleticism, pass rush upside. Uh, yeah, I, I think a guy who's going to... 
I think other than Dane Brugler, no one really talks about him, so I think he's a guy who's going to start to kind of build that resume. Especially as Ohio State's yeah, playing no, in that's, bigger, that's bigger games down the stretch, because they haven't really played any massive games, and they, they certainly do down the stretch. It's hard to find out of nowhere guys this late in the process. I know. But the funny thing is, there's going to be so many. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? know. The, ah, draft process. So much fun. Uh, so much fun. What prospect made you look stupid? You know what? I, uh, I got a funny one. A guy you liked. and I, Oh, so I, I look smart. What? Yeah. Good. It's not like it's not like a guy I hate. It's just he, he looked really good. And I think he was the best player in the Alabama defense. And we went with Xavier McKinney this week. My boy. Um, 13 tackles, two sacks. Again, uh, I think he was the best player on that defense, especially in that secondary. He blocked the PAT. And he blocked the PAT. He had a... He had the best game on the defense, and Super, I don't think I was giving him enough credit, Rob. Super high IQ. Yeah. Really physical. Can play him all, all, like all over. I think he's I, just going to be such a good NFL player. I think we talked about it, the safety group last week, and you said you don't think he'll get in the first round, but I, he might. I don't think he will. Um, I, I just have a hard time just like when you sit down and write at a mock. Yeah. For example, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, but like, just I have a hard time seeing uh, a, a safety other than Delpit really locked into the first round. I think Ashton Davis and McKinney both have a chance. Yeah, I agree. Especially if Ashton Davis blows up the combine. But like yeah. right now, my my safety rankings just because I like to plug my own rankings. I, I have Del like um, Delpit's in kind of a tier of his own. Then it's the Davis McKinney. Kind of tier than like mm-hmm. Brandon Jones to Cyril Dean, uh, and then Terrell Burgess, my boy from Utah. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I think McKinney can end up being like the thirtieth pick. Yeah, well, like when we did our mock, we had Davis go what thirty-one to the Forty ers Like I, I can see one of those two sneaking into the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, prospect who made me look stupid, Isaiah Hodgins, because I bought in. <laughs> And he did yeah. not look very good against Washington. No. And they kind of shut him down. And that was but, kind of like his biggest, just in terms of secondary talent, um, him playing against. Yeah. That was like the biggest test this year. And they did a really good job on him. In in Hodgins' defense, Ludden was just terrible. He doesn't look like he should be a – like, I'm sitting there watching this game. And I'm like, I know who Jake Ludden is. He was the starter last year. I was yep. like – like in in fifteen years, like this guy's gonna be like, this sounds so mean as I say it. <laughs> I want to hear it though. You'd be like the owner of a enterprise rent a car, and like people aren't even gonna know he played football. Fuck, that is me. Probably balding. I didn't need to add that, but I did. No, you didn't. So my god. But I mean, he's probably gonna own a sick house in Corvallis. So it's gonna end. He's gonna. Okay, this is my prediction. Six enterprise rental cars all across the Oregon coast. Okay. Okay. See, that's it. Sounds like making a lot of money now. Yep. He is gonna. He's a. He's a success. Wait. Man. He's Oregon State's biggest booster. Yeah, biggest booster to Oregon State. He's. He's a. He's a Corvallis legend. It's my prediction. And 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 he, he's throwing. He's finally getting Oregon State the head coach they've been looking for, and he gets Nick Saban to Oregon State in fifteen years. <laughs> Yeah, and they still go four and eight. Whoa, okay, you're the mean one now. Uh, okay, <laughs> best prospect versus prospect matchup. Uh, I mean, Tua versus Burrow. Can I just say what other shows talking about Jake Glutton's future? That's why you what, you're just this. boosting us. Like, come on, we're shit. Admit it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I got a low key one, and the uh, the big one's two versus Burrow. I guess. Yeah, I I figured your basic and put two versus Burrow, so I didn't put it. That was actually my second choice, but uh, yeah, we'll talk to you because we haven't talked to it yet. So let's let's do it. I, I I've got him loaded and locked and loaded for a different category still. Small school guy who caught your eye. <laughs> yup. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll save two of it. Uh, okay, here's a low key one. Uh, guy you mentioned already, uh, Jeff Gladney versus old old Denzel Mims. Rob, there's a low key one for you. It's a good uh, low key one, like the Senior Bowl esque low key one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gla- Gladney had a really good game. Four tackles, a tackle for a loss. He's a really uh, three. Fun player. Yeah, he's good. I, I think I'm glad you brought him up earlier because he's going to be really interesting to watch. And like you said, he might be the best uh, senior corner in the country. Three pass defense. Um, everyone probably knows what happened in that game. It was 9-9 going OT, so there was no offense. Uh, Mims ended up having two touchdowns in overtime. Um, still weird, man. Uh, Mims is still weird, but that, I think that's just a good, fun matchup. Yeah. Mims is weird. He is weird. That's like one of like the main points of our podcast. We just talk about how weird Denzel Mims is all the time. His... His one touchdown wasn't on Gladney, but it was a hell of a catch. Um, the goal line fade, which is a terrible football play, but yeah. Great catch for Mims. Uh, for me, I put McKinney versus Delpit, just in terms of safety versus safety. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, McKinney was the best player in the Alabama defense, and like I said, mm-hmm. Delpit kind of just wasn't a big factor whatsoever, and uh, that's definitely going to help him. All minor from this game. I thought really quietly Lloyd Cushenberry had a really strong game at center for LSU. Interesting. Okay, let's let's hear it. Because you said Davis didn't look yes, too good. Yes, he moved Davis around in the run game. Uh, yeah. He he did a great job in pass protection against that uh, that three man uh, Bama front. Yep. Um, I I think he's got a lot of high high ups. Like the center class is really good. That's depending on who declares. I think it's really good. It, and I think he's yeah. he's uh, probably I think he's my third center right now, and day two is very like I I am very high in Cushionberry. I'm just again really high on the center class. I you know it's good for the NFL though. There's a lot of center needy teams. We've talked about that. There's, there's just not like Eric McCoy entered the NFL as instantly a top ten center. Yeah. Um. I there's been a lot of hype for the Washington center. I, I know we've talked about what's the name. Yeah, Harris. Yeah, he he's a guy I want to see at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, no, he should be there for sure. He he's he's gonna be interesting. He's really like he's quite short. Yeah, yeah, but he moves pretty well. No, no, definitely. That, that's another good thing about the center class that I, and part of why I love. It. There's so many different like. There's the power centers and the zone centers, and it's just there's a lot of. Starter potential centers in this class. Center, center, center. Let's pick your flavor. <laughs> James Wiseman's playing tonight, and he's a center. He's not playing tonight. Yeah, he is. I'm watching him right now. Is he actually? Yeah. Oh my god. Memphis, I didn't think he was Memphis, playing tonight. Penny Hardaway doesn't care what the NCAA says. Penny does not fucking care. Ryan Day could learn a thing or two from Penny. Re- retweet. I was going to say the same thing. Let Chase Young have ten sacks against Rutgers. Uh, also, I put Jerry Judy slash Henry Ruggs against Christian Fulton. I think Christian Fulton was kind of the unheralded hero of the LSU defense. It's fair because, like Stingley, I can still I'm still not sure Stingley or Stingley. He uh, he struggled. Yeah, he got cooked on the one Devonta Smith touchdown <sighs> yeah. because 
he was looking just at the caught. sideline and caught flat yeah. That sucked. Um, but yeah, Fulton did a great job, whether it be on Judy or Ruggs. He, I thought he was awesome. Just a, in, in a very, uh, like, he's very technically skilled as a corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I don't know. Fulton? I think I so. Know. I don't know why I said that. What? <laughs> that was weird. I'm, that meant to be a question for you, but it sounded funny. Okay. First round, no. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> so much conviction. Okay, who, who played the box score for you? Uh, this is where I have uh, Chase on. I know, like, solid statistically, I mean, he did have four TFLs, but I thought he was an absolute monster. Yeah, the box score doesn't tell the story of how he was a chess piece. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, like... Like you said, making plays all over the field. I, I was going to put him shooting up the board, but I wanted to throw him here. Uh, it feels like he's uh, he's got himself in the first yeah, round He's right going to blow up the combine. Yes, he is. He's re- he's really fun. I just love defensive players who are chess pieces, and like you just play them in all kinds of different ways and gets the most out of them. That's why, but at the same time, it's like on draft day, if they get drafted to the wrong team, you're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. What'd you think about the 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 Bama duo of edges? I I don't know. I'm bringing this up now, but I just wanted to know. I didn't really have a spot to put either of them in. I thought they both played really well. Agreed. I yeah, thought they I, destroyed I, the LSU offensive tackles. Um, Anthony Jennings is just a guy who's gonna be so good in the pros. I think, and then Terrell Lewis is got. A, if, if not for the injury history, I think would be much more talked about as the first round guy. Uh, I mean, I completely agree because like Lewis, like a physical specimen. I think. It's just the injuries holding him back. I agree with you. Um, and, like, I, I don't know why more people don't talk about Anthony Jennings. He's Jabal Sheard, I swear to God. And there, I think we said this last year on the show. Like, I just felt like Anthony Jennings is going to be a really, really good football player for, like, 10 years. Yeah. He, he's good. Smart football player, too. He's going to fall into, like, the fourth round somehow. And then just, yeah, Jabal Sheard style of career where he's, everywhere he goes, a really productive pass rusher. Maybe the sack yeah. numbers aren't massive. But he, he's just a complete player and a really like he's he's a Patriots DN to me. Yeah, he's good. He's a good. Yeah, player. I love him. One of my faves. Uh, speaking of that type of player, I, I put Jonathan Grenard here. Although he had the huge fumble return touchdown against Vandy, um, mm-hmm. other than that, his box score wasn't like anything magnificent. But he's just so good. He's always creating pressure. Um, if there was a grad transfer of the year award, it'd probably go to Joe Burrow. <laughs> but if it was only applying to grad transfer this year, maybe Jonathan Grenard would be in the combo. Wow, that's a that's a big compliment. Right? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, prospect is being overhyped. All right, you know my classic bit is just to find a mock draft and look for a bad picks. So this one. How many mock drafts do you uh, look through a day? I just honestly, I just look for this category. It's my new thing. All right, you ready for this one? Yes. It's a big one. Uh, I saw a mock draft that had Kylan Hill go 23rd to the Miami Dolphins. I do not believe you. I swear to God. It was a bad mock draft, but it was posted, and I saw it. Um, also, the guy in the write-up said uh, he'd be running back one if he was on a better team. So That's a wild take. But anyways, the time. Oh, yeah, it's a big-time take. He had, like, Donald Peoples-Jones going the first still. Uh, it was a crazy mock. Anyways. Um, I think it was last week though that Hill had a big game, and the whole um, the whole draft Twitter kind of like sneaking back in on Kyler. No, I think he's a good running back, but uh, just comes back to the whole, that's a monster take. It comes back to the whole thing where there's so many running backs 
Like, I, uh, if he blows up the combine, like, I wouldn't be surprised third round. But, like, to me right now, like, he's not going yeah. on day two. I agree. Uh, I put Tua Tagovailoa. Still can't say his last name. Oh. I put Tua here. Tagovailoa. Thank you. I can say it now. Tagovailoa. Tongue of Vilola. Tongue of Vilola. I can't do it. <laughs> it's not a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I put Tua here. Not because I think he's not. Uh, he's my QB1 still. But <laughs> yeah. people acted like he was the greatest quarterback prospect of all time. Like he was an absolute can't miss. Mm-hmm. You still see these Dolphins fans on Twitter saying insane things about him. So is, is Tua really being overhyped? Not by the like, educated people. But by the casual, like... The plebeians, yeah. How about... By the NFL fan who doesn't really watch college football and just knows a couple names. Like the the, the stranger at the gym who said to me, I know Tua. Like that guy. Okay, he, he listens to your podcast, so watch out. Dude, does he? He doesn't know the name of it. We're fine. <laughs> um, like, yeah. To those... Like, Tua's going... Like, you'll see these folks... Be like shocked that Burrowvers two is a real conversation, but it should be. Tua, yeah. Tua has his flaws. He he struggled reading the LSU defense post snap. He that the I mean, you saw it all game. Uh, I I know I he mean, still put up huge numbers for sure, but the, the he was a lot more sporadic than he's been. I know he's also I mean, playing with the ankle injury, but mm-hmm. point being, yes, he's a top ten player in this draft. Yes, he's. Uh, one of uh, at least a top five pick, but no, he's not can't miss. Neither is Trevor Lawrence. No quarterback is can't miss, other I mean, than Andrew uh, Luck. Sorry, oh my god, jeez, sorry, Casey. <laughs> I mean, we watched this game together. Speaking of Casey, um, I heard you say multiple times that two is not good. It's only because his receivers are really good and get wide open. I, did, I, heard I kept you say saying that. it. You kept saying it. Um, quickly, can I just talk about like how special that football game was? So much fun. It feels like that game is going to be, you know, 15, 20 years down the line. You look back at the rosters, you're like, holy fuck. Can't, like, the fact that we got that on Saturday and then the 49ers Seahawks game on, on Monday. It's just Which like game? T- two unbelievably fun games. That, that, that Monday nighter was fun for you? <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, sorry. I'm not. I, I had no allegiances and didn't care who won. So it was, it was great. It was fun. It was fun. It, was it good football? No. Was it exciting as hell? Yes. It's a fucking weird game. But also, I, you could fe- you knew Bama wasn't going to roll over. I know it was a big lead for LSU at halftime, but you knew that. No, yeah. No, I, I I think like when Bama started to come back, I, I started, in my mind at least, to creep in that like, LSU's going to just fall apart. Yeah, because it's Bama. You know what I mean? Ed O really just makes everyone look so stupid who thought he was he like the worst hire of all time yeah i mean i think we were in on it but i mean like we just love it oh like we were probably blinded by bias? that a little bit yes i 100 percent agree but. but hey um he's the best yeah and yes and roll tad what fuck you i'm getting that <laughs> tattooed on me uh okay finally small school guy who cut your eye yeah i just copy and paste the same two guys every week yeah me too uh, James Proche is the easiest person, like every week. He's so good. Fourteen catches, hundred sixty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and a wild game against ECU. He's who like won- he's gonna be so much fun at the Senior Bowl. One of the guys I'm most excited for. Can't wait for a Senior Bowl preview show in like three months. 
Okay. Um, right now, which round does he go in? Fourth. I was going to say the fourth. Instant impact. Um, and I'll throw the other one in. Anthony Gandicold, <laughs> who played BYU, so big-time competition. Antonio, not Anthony, you fool. Why did, sorry, sorry. I'm, I know him personally. Oh. We call him Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> he goes by a different name, personally? Yeah, well, and Anthony Schur for Antonio. I, in Italian uh, circles. Is it? Yeah, for Italians. I don't know. Or Antonino. I, I, I know an Antonino. I can. I don't know names as well as you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, 10 catches, 162 yards against a, a semi-legit BYU team. So, end of touchdown. Um, uh, I also threw Travis Gibson, the Tulsa edge rusher, two big sacks against UCF. In, the, in their big upset. Yeah, free money from AJ. Say that. Listen to AJ. Well, not the picks we make on the show. They no. are free money, but like... The the uh, random college football games we try to get our friends to bet on, we always win those. So that's free money. So become our friend and you get free money. Yeah. Sign up for uh, Surrounds in Heaven Friend Premium. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, AJ. Yeah, what's up? I... Tried no, actually, a friend of Failed. mine tried to shave his family jewels with a um, an electric razor. He mm-hmm. claims he put a hole in his <laughs> skin. He told me I could tell this story. His name's Kenny, which makes if you know a much better story. Uh, anyway, when I told him about Manscaped, he asked me if he could have my free kit. I said hell no, but. He should head to manscaped.com where he can get his own. Because they've redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Kenny, it's perfect for you, buddy. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tool for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code armchair. Okay. Week twelve uh, college football matchups. Uh, Rob, I'm so I'm so afraid of putting a hole in my ball. I never go bowling. Wow, that was weak as hell. I know, but I wanted to say during the read, but you're you're, you're on fire. I couldn't interrupt. Yeah, I practiced a lot today. Uh, week twelve <laughs> college football it. matchups. Um, starting with the noon kick on ESPN. Oh, I went six and four last week. How'd you do? Six and four. That's so classic. We're just always going six and four. I'm two games behind you on the season. You're, uh, I'm 54 and 46. You're 42 and f- or 52 and 48. <laughs> That's correct. Cool. Okay. New kick. ESPN number five. Alabama at Mississippi State. Uh, Bama 21 and a half point favorites. Bet the farm. Bet the farm in Alabama. Yeah. Mississippi State sucks. There's zero chance that Alabama doesn't go out and kick the shit out of the Bulldogs. Joe Moorhead's already thinking about the Rutgers job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's enough on that. Uh, noon on ABC, Indiana, who isn't ranked in the college football playoff rankings, but in the AP, they're 24. Uh, yeah, college football playoff rankings, no respect for the Big Ten. Indiana at number 9, Penn State, uh, Nittany Lions, 14.5 point favorites. 
Um, do you believe in the Hoosiers? No, I watched Ohio State kill them, and they have all of their wins are against really bad teams. They're gonna like lose out. Yeah, uh, Penn State's gonna go and cover easy. Also, they're fun quarterbacks out for the season. So Phoenix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Penn State covers for sure. Uh, Agreed. Twelve p.m. CBS number eleven Florida at Missouri Gators seven point favorites. God, like it's not a good noon slate. Sorry, but yeah. Well, the, uh, I, I'm kind of glad because like all my attention will be on the next game. Yeah, so I'm no, okay with yeah, that. fair. Um, Gators, I think, just destroy Missouri. Agreed. Uh, Missouri, Missouri is going to score three points. Is my prediction. They're playing for nothing, right? They're not allowed to make a bowl game. So yeah. What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? That's what that's what I would tell them if I was their coach. Uh, noon on Fox, Michigan State at your number fifteen, Michigan, thirteen and a half point favorites. Uh, um, this this honestly, most years I would take Michigan State even if they're ever down here. I think this is the end of an era at Michigan State. Uh, look, like I think D'Antonio's gonna get fired. The staff's a mess. Everything yeah, at Michigan State has gone absolutely wrong. Quarterbacks all over the place. Uh, I think the Michigan offense, it, yeah, does it suck? Yeah, but the, they're competent enough to win this game like twenty-one-six. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I, I love the Michigan Wolverines, but uh, Antonio's last stand. I don't know, man. I'm taking this. I'm taking State plus the points. Oh my god! You just do I have? Me. I have to. Rob. It's 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 this game's always fucked. I know. That's why I want. That's why it's, it's different this time for me. I hope it is, Rob. I hope this is the end of an era in Michigan. And ends Luke it, but... Fickle comes in and fixes it. No, nah, I'm not worried about the Fickle. You know, D'Antonio came from Cincinnati, right? Yeah. So just do it again. Why don't uh, more what? schools do that? Just do it again. Weird sidebar: If D'Antonio does end up getting fired, what do you think happens to him? Just retires, probably. I th- agreed, or, but I hope not. Or resurfaces it. Like a uh, a Mac school. <laughs> I mean, probably maybe he finds like a nice vacation school. Nah, he doesn't seem like he'd leave the area. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's move or on. he just returns to Cincinnati when Fickle takes over. Oh fuck, that'd be perfect. I agree. Uh, okay, three thirty ABC. This game was almost going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Wake lost to Vautech last week. Now they're yeah. not r- ranked. Wake Forest at number three, Clemson. Wake lost uh, best offensive player stage threat for the season, which really sucks. I think he is not going to declare as a redshirt sophomore, so stay tuned for him in 2021. Uh, I was ready for a Wake Forest-Clemson upset, but no Sage, not ranked anymore. I'm I'm off the upset, but I'm still going to take Wake to cover. I, uh, you know, I feel the same way as you. I was ready for the upset. I was ready to take Wake for the cover. Um, it feels like Clemson's in late season ACC. Let's go wreck some teens mode. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to take Clemson to cover the points. I still, they shouldn't, though. They shouldn't, but I'm, I'm going to take them, too. I, I, I'm so blind. I've watched more Wake Forest football this year than I probably ever have in my life. And I think I'm so blind, even with my voice age rat out. Yeah, I'm just so blinded. They're by a good it. team. I love Jamie Newman. I love Kendall Hinton. Um, yeah, and, and defensively, uh, Amari Henderson, Isang Basie, 
Yep. Uh, Carlos Basham on the D line. Like I just like a lot of their players. We haven't talked about Basham a lot. No, we haven't. Yeah. He, he's a quiet riser. Uh, and yeah. I, I really like Dave Clawson as a coach. So I'm 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 gonna. I don't like. Do I think they they make it close? No, but I think they they can lose, like. By twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> 34 does seem like it's a little much, yeah. but I don't know. Clemson just feels like they're in that uh, that killer it's mode fair, now, finally. Uh, finally. Probably the game of the day. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. No, neither of these teams are enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and it depends how you value Baylor later on. Um, okay, th- 330 CBS, the Gary Danielson game, the game that gets me up. Number four, Georgia, three-point favorites on the road at number 12, Auburn. I don't know how I feel about this game. Onyx is not good. That's all I care about. I, I agree. I can see like Derek Brown taking it over. Yeah, but even then, I don't think Auburn's going to score. Me neither. Like Georgia's defense, not that good, but it's just solid. Yeah, they like they they're not. Like, full it's not special prospects or anything. Yeah, they, but like yeah. Kirby Smart has them well coached offensively. Um, Jake Fromm's enough. so boring, but he's still yeah. like obviously one of the best college quarterbacks. Very accurate. Just get the ball in playmakers' hands. DeAndre Swift, a big play here or there. They, yeah. Like to me, this is basically: do they win or not at three points? Um, and yep. And like I, I can see them coming out like in, in winning twenty to six. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm also taking Georgia. So. Uh, Four p.m. on Fox. Number eight, Minnesota. At number 20, Iowa. Iowa, three-point favorites despite Minnesota's upset of Penn State last week and despite Iowa losing to Wisconsin. Uh, I liked Iowa plus the points last week. You can, you can, you can, st- I can stand by that one on, on the podcast. Uh, row the boat this week, baby. Wow. I agree. I, it, it's, I know it's Kinnick, but I don't like this Iowa team. It's not a trap. This one's not a trap. It's not... Uh, it. Uh, I don't think it is. At least, maybe it is. Could be wrong. I can so see Minnesota. This is the one they stumble on, but they're getting disrespected again. Yeah, that that's that's the key for have me. Have they that's favored the Minnesota by a lot? I'd be more yeah. inclined to think. But I cannot believe they. I was favored. Minnesota, Minnesota made me eat my words last week, so I'm taking them. There, there's something. Me too. There's something fishy with this game, though. Yeah, I just don't think Iowa's corners can cover Bateman and Tyler Johnson. Well, what's it? I'm blanking on the quarterback's name. Uh, Morgan? Yeah, Tanner Morgan. He looked pretty good he last week. pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking Minnesota. Go Gophers. Uh, also, I mean, when you've got a 400-pound right tackle who's as big as a lion. <laughs> and, a, and a piano standing up. Yes, very interesting. 7 p.m. ESPN, number one LSU, 21.5-point favorites at Ole Miss. Um... LSU. Yeah, Ole Miss really sucks. Uh, LSU easy. Like we won't even talk about Joe Burrow next week because this game won't matter. If this was like a, a tougher opponent coming I'd up be more after Bama, yeah, me too. But no, LSU went coverage like, easy. Ole Miss is like bottom of the barrel in the SEC this year. Yeah, they are. Uh, Seven thirty, ABC, the ESPN game day game. Number ten, Oklahoma at number thirteen, Baylor. Baylor's still undefeated. Sooners ten point favorites. Uh fuck. I liked Iowa State plus the points last week. It was a fucking crazy game, obviously, but I don't know, man. I, I think Oklahoma goes in and and uh, claims her stake here. I just don't. I don't like this Baylor team. 
Like, I think you know, that rules how, having them outplay what they are. I, I agree, which is good for Matt Rule. You're just going to find an NFL job. <laughs> uh, I agree. I think it's uh, I think it's Oklahoma. Like, I don't think Charlie Brewer is very good. He's fine. He's fine. And, and, like, one big play from Neville Gallimore on defense, and I, th- I just think Jalen Hurts is going to have him scoring a ton anyway. So Denzel Mims versus <laughs> CeeDee Lamb, baby. APM Fox, UCLA at number seven, Utah. The Utes, twenty-one point favorites. Um, I don't think the Utes are the eighth best or whatever they are in the College Football Seven best team in the country. I, uh, but I think they easily cover against the Bruins. So me too. You know my boy Terrell Burgess. That's the third time I mentioned him today. Their defense is really good and they're really well coached. So yeah, not a great like outside of Georgia Auburn. Minnesota Iowa, which I don't even know. I I think they like tricked me into thinking it's a good game because they favored Iowa. Is that why they did that? And then, maybe that's a good point. And then OU Baylor, like if you're gonna take a Saturday off, this wouldn't be a bad one, especially coming off that great Saturday. And then you know really hitting the stretch uh, in mid November, like the do, following week. Do you want me to clown you right now? Why? Matt Miller said this is a can't miss week. I swear to God, he has a tweet that says that. Which which. Game. Uh, I'm trying to find the like, tweet I, right now. I personally don't think Georgia Auburn is going to be that close. Yeah, Georgia Auburn is like not very interesting. I mean, you know what I mean. It's. I fine. mean, every like I'm not like I'm going to sit down and spend my whole Saturday not talking to Absolutely. anybody and watching college football. Like by no means am I missing this Saturday. But if you have a real life, like this wouldn't be a bad one to like maybe I don't know talk to your kids. That's why you don't have kids. Not just you. I mean, in general, that's why people shouldn't have kids. Yes, but that is why I don't. <laughs> so fall, You've had so many opportunities. I Plenty, thanks to Blue Chew and Manscaped. So follow AJ <laughs> on Twitter at AJMarkEasy13. Follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Go to Armchair Media Networks. Listen to the, all the podcasts. Um, and goodbye. Goodbye.